It's coffee. It's comics. It's music. It's Nerds on Coffee. Are we live? Uh, yeah. Wow. Is this your second Monday? Yeah. It's my second Monday in a row. Uh, I recently got back from Australia. And by and recently, you mean this morning? This morning, yeah, like 12 hours ago. Um, and you endured a whole Monday in Australia? Well, I endured a whole Monday... On a plane. ...over the Pacific Ocean. Um, Do they feed you? Yeah, you get... So if you're doing the red eye, they do dinner, and then in the middle of the flight, they'll do a snack for whoever's awake, and then before, like two hours before they land, they'll do breakfast. So you did dinner and a movie on Monday. Yeah. And then <laughs> um, on the way back, you actually leave in the morning, and then you land in the morning, so they do breakfast, and then snack, and then dinner. So Do you had dinner? Before you got off the plane at 8 a.m.? No, 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 no. I don't remember. I was asleep. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't sleep that well, though. I Did you watch anything? Yeah, I watched like five movies in a row and then slept for like <laughs> two <watch>? hours. <laughs> I was, uh, I, so I didn't download anything on my phone other than uh, stand-up specials. So Please I watched- some of you downloaded Joe Rogan. Oh, yeah, I've already, I've watched them all. Like The Strange Times. Oh, it's, it's so, so good. good. Yeah, I watched- Three people old. I yeah. We're three people old. Do yeah, we're th- three people. That's the best. That and then and then, if John Hancock was here, he would say, "You didn't update it. I wrote yeah, that shit with you a didn't, feather yeah, and a exactly. candlestick." That's his because he talks about feathers a lot too in his other one. Because ah. I just rewatched Triggered, which is the one when before so that, and yeah. he was <laughs> he had eight hundred grams of ammo. Left that, took a knife. He wants to die. Dude, yeah, talking about that guy that broke in the White House is the most hilarious thing ever. <laughs> and the best part of that whole bit is right at the end where he's like, you know Obama looked at everyone after and was like, not that much diversity. Not that much diversity. <laughs> <laughs> Who's guarding me right now? Uh, yeah, so I watched that, and then I watched Interstellar, and then... Amazing. Um, and now, granted, these are my selections based off of only what was available to me on the plane. So They would have been your selections anyway, probably. Well, Interstellar, for sure. But I did Interstellar. I did. Uh, Does it still get you that Matt Damon kills everyone? Yeah, he's like he's he's like in because he thinks he believes he's doing the right thing, and he's still based on the information that he has believes that he's saving humanity. I mean, he, he's a Mark Watney gone rogue. Yeah, but he's refusing to listen to these new, updatedly, like, new, newly trained, updated people that are coming in with, like, years newer information about the situation, like, you know? I watched that after watching The Martian. Oh, and yeah. Was, and was like, that's Mark Watney, just, like, yeah. 20 years later. 100%. He goes back and he's like, you know what? Fuck this now. Um, no, it's great, though. I always love Interstellar. Tars is my favorite character in the movie. Even <laughs> the, the only Tars non, is great. The only non-real person in the movie is my favorite, which is saying a lot because that movie is incredibly well cast and acted. I mean, John. I always forget that John Lithgow is... Um, Matthew McConaughey's father-in-law in the movie. Right. Like I, I always forget. He's always the surprise character to me. I start watching the movie. I'm like, yeah. And you go through in your head, and you're like, oh man, like yeah, I love this movie. And then he walks in, fucking John Lithgow. Like, I guess here we go. This this joke is gonna be OG throwback. I guess John Lithgow in Interstellar really was looking for a third rock from the sun. Wah wah wah. Well played, sir. You know, I've watched Interstellar so much. That's good. That I feel like I have the right now to say my one gripe with it. Yeah. It 
it glosses over the destruction of NASA too quickly for me. Okay. Like, I hate that I have to just make the assumption that the entire world doomed space program after the planet, like, rejected life. Yeah. Like, whether it was via montage or maybe court hearings or whatever, I just want to feel, like, it went from, um, like, uh, what's it, voiceover about the planet kind of killing uh-huh. itself. Well, because they do all those, like, cutaway interviews. Exactly. Which they could have done the same thing for NASA. Well, like, the whole thing is they want to make it a, a reveal that well, yeah, it was NASA. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I just thought you could have, like, at that point, done, like, awesome flashbacks. Yeah, that's true. Be like, yeah, yeah, it could have been done. I mean, the movie's already so fucking long. Excuse me, so long anyway, they could have added another three minutes and then just... I mean, do the cutaways again. I mean, they're a crutch, but mm-hmm. they move a story along like a motherfucker. And so it's like, do totally. that. It's cool. I would have bought it. Um, yeah, I get that. That makes a lot of sense. The movie still is oh, it's phenomenal. It's incredible. Yeah. So I watched that. And then I watched the remake of The Predator, which was okay at best. The new one? The new one. It was, yeah. it was, I it was, pieces of it on a plane. It was very, very okay. Like, at some points, it was almost unwatchable. I didn't like that a predator, that like, you're following one predator the whole time, and then like two thirds of the way of the movie, a bigger predator rips that predator's heads off. Right, and like, oh, that, and then you're like, oh, that predator is actually like a good predator. Like, that's the cooler looking one anyway. This new mutant motherfucker is like super weird. I can't get behind this. Like, so watch that. Then I watched um, this movie with Mark Wahlberg called Mile 22. Oh, how was that? I really liked it. It's it's pretty cool. So basically, you know what's so funny about movies yeah. like that? Before you get into it, there's so many movies because the movie I want to talk about, Green Book, is the oh, same yeah. way. Any movie that's not sci-fi fantasy, like just by definition, I it takes me it takes so much willpower to press play. But once I press yeah. play, I'm all in. Right. Because yeah, yeah. Because even if you pick apart aspects of a sci-fi or a fantasy movie, you can still accept it overall because ultimately they're creating a world that doesn't exist. Right, so instantly I love it. So you're like, cool, it's fine. You can kind of do whatever you want. If there's things I don't like about it, that's okay. But I but I judge the book by the cover. Yeah, On the other sure. names, like Mile 22, what the fuck is that even? Green Book, what, what the yeah, fuck exactly. name is that? And then halfway through the movie, you get why they call it Green I'm like, oh, I get it now. But like, took so much convincing. Oh, oh I'm 100% with play. you. I'm 100% with you. Yeah, I yeah, that's I go through the opposite pr- thought process with like Star Wars. I'm like, this automatically sounds dope. Exactly. I want to watch this. No, hundred percent, dude. There's fucking lightsabers and photon torpedoes in the yeah. cover art, dude. And for all those Trekkies, I did that purposely. Thank you. <laughs> oh man. Uh, so Mile Twenty Two is actually pretty dope. I liked it a lot. And then I watched uh, The Nun. Oh, it was bad. N- not great. Yeah, I was expecting to be bad. way more scared because also I feel like it's worth saying or, or re-mentioning uh, how scared I get at movies. Like, I, it's not hard to make me really uncomfortable in my seat and make me just and make my make my imagination go wild, make me just like shudder and just be super fucking terrified. I get scared super easily at movies. At like like well done horror movies and scary movies and shit like that and so didn't 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 happen with the nun which is also surprising because that movie is extremely spiritual and 
you know, not, not everybody listening to this may, may believe the same things I believe, but like, I believe in like a spiritual world and like, to me, and I, I legitimately believe in the existence of like God and the devil, heaven and hell, demons, angels. And so you already have an advantage over like my fear levels by playing into something that I believe exists. And, and, and you still couldn't do a good job of, of freaking me out and scaring me. I feel like it was kind of hokey and like the and like the special and practical effects were just a little cheesy. And it's just like they Green Lanterned it. They totally Green Lanterned it, man. I, I don't know if I've ever told you about it. And I definitely won't tell you about it on air because fuck all our listeners. Someone will steal it. But you know, that oh, I'm yeah. writing a story, a similar premise to the nun. Oh, but really? way better. Way better. Cult sisters. I'm um, Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, let's talk about that. Yeah, it's Uh, it's actually really tight. Before we move on. uh, Today, coffee. Coffee, yeah. So today I brought you Starbucks, an American classic. I brought it fine. Obviously, the day was going to come. You're going to have to try it. (laughs) Knew it. I mean, you're going to have to try Starbucks. And I decided on today. (laughs) Never had Starbucks. Because. (laughs) (laughs) So do you know who Howard Schultz is? Yeah. He created Starbucks. Little, little Oregonian, right? Yeah. And today, he came out saying that he was thinking about running for president as an independent. And it got shitstormed. And Michael Bloomberg, our former mayor of New York, yeah. fucking gangster mayor, comes out and says, if you run for president, you will be single-handedly responsible for Donald Trump being reelected." That's fucking savage. He's a gangster. Dude. <laughs> Dude, Bloomberg's a gangster. You can't run any part of New York without being some type no, of gangster. fucking baller. I mean, it's like, dude. Well, I mean, I mean, Giuliani, we were saying this right before we started, yeah. was a gangster. Totally he just was. took a hard right. Went way, 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 way too right. And so, uh, so with that being said, all right, let's we got you, this. got you a black, just regular black. Yeah, because that's what we've been doing. That's what we've been doing. We yeah, just, I mean, we're doing uh, black maybe, coffee maybe from like, all these different places. Yeah, maybe like episode fifty, I'll start trying a cappuccino, maybe a latte. Yeah, cool. Maybe a red eye. Mm. You know what a red eye is? Nope. <laughs> it's not bad. And that's it was only like the fourth cup of coffee I've ever had in my entire existence. And I already don't like it as much as the other shit that I've had. Yeah, so Which is very, very little. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, the only thing to get at Starbucks is a Frappuccino. That's, re- that's not bad, though. Like, as someone who's still... Overall, it like doesn't like coffee that probably as much as the average person. Even not even I'm I'm probably in an extreme minority of adults in Western society that don't drink coffee. Even people that don't really like coffee, every now and then I feel like we'll at least have like a cup. Oh, if I'm like really tired or whatever. Mm, Yeah, yeah, like not 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 the move. You'll only have it for us. Yeah, I don't. I still I don't get. I I don't like. Oh, that was really good. I'll have to like go back to that shop now. And it's like not interested. So funny. So the other thing was, because uh, I want to talk about Green Book, because I feel like that's a legitimate conversation topic. Yeah, it's a great crossover for us, music and movies. Exactly. Uh, but I wanted to start telling awkward celebrity stories. Oh, amazing. Uh, <laughs> In our new segment. Yeah, new segment. Just like Stephen Colbert goes, yep. Meanwhile. Meanwhile. <laughs> well, and like that's like, uh, like way back in the day on Conan, they did in the year 2000, too. The whole, uh, like, in the year 2000, and then they would have, bum, like, bum, the, bum, the, the all the lights would go down. Do you remember seeing that? on no. the, Dude, it was hilarious. Uh, so, I, through my years of doing what I do 
for a living and off? through tra- well, I haven't been paid to do that. Um, Not yet. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be I would be the Mark Cuban of that industry if, if I get paid to masturbate. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, so through how just how frequently I travel, how many major airports I'm in, you know, music festivals, events, whatever. Sometimes I even get hooked up and I'll go to like some cool movie events, you know, it doesn't happen very often. But uh, I've met a lot of very significant celebrities just in, in passing at some random events. And then also, uh, honestly, the reason why a lot of these stories are funny to me is because most of these people I've met either at hotels or airports. So not the environment that they would ideally want to be approached in. So I have a lot and we'll get to all of them. We'll do one an episode. I know I want to save them, but I wanted to start today with, uh, um, giving you a choice of either <laughs> so one of these sh- stories is really short and one of them is like kind of medium and one of them's like a little bit longer but still not more than like a few minutes uh so do you want to make the choice based on length or based on the person i could person. tell you okay so i'll give you i'll give you these three people to start off with first mindy kaling jane lynch kevin spacey oh kevin spacey <laughs> No, that's not even. That's not even a question. I knew you were gonna pick Kevin Spacey. No, fuck you, Frank Underwood all day, dude. All right, so this is. I don't care what he did off screen. Still, Frank Underwood. Oh, all right. So this is the story about how I. That was a joke, everyone. This is. All right, so this is the story about how I didn't meet Kevin Spacey. All right, but you were in the same room. Yeah, kind of. It sounds like a non-story, but just you'll get it. <laughs> so we're in Nashville. I was uh, who you and Logan? A few? No, this is like way before uh, I was with Logan. This was a few years ago. I was in Nashville um, playing on a record, um, and like I got flown out to do a record, and, and we're staying in this hotel uh, in Nashville called the Hutton Hotel, which I've stayed at a couple of times. It's actually a really, really dope hotel. But I come down in the morning, and. I had been touring with the same group of guys with this one artist for a long time. And so obviously we've all traveled together now a lot at this point and we've run into a lot of celebrities. And so it's kind of turned into the situation where like, oh, well, Kyle doesn't really give a shit. He'll kind of just like approach anybody. So I just was always deemed the person to just like, oh, oh, holy shit, that's so-and-so. Like, dude, you should go talk to him, you know, or like go say hey or, or whatever, anything. So we get down to the lobby. It's pretty early in the... Well, not early. It's like, I don't know, like maybe 8 a.m., something like that. Early to a bunch of jack-offs like us. And so (laughs) we get down to the lobby, and they have like a little coffee shop area, whatever, everyone's getting a drink. Uh, And we're all just kind of standing around talking. And across the lobby, maybe 30 feet, uh, there's these three guys talking, like just standing. No, they're just in like regular, like fucking jeans and like regular clothes. So like... uh, Look like Vineyard Vines? There's three dudes... Yeah, they're like pretty unassuming looking. And so there's just three guys talking. My, my back is to him. I don't remember. I'm, I'm just trying to understand what he looks I, I like. I don't know. He looks like Kevin Spacey um, in any clothes, in any clothes. So I'm standing there. My back's to him. And then one of the guys taps me. So I was like, dude, I think that's Kevin Spacey. And I kind of like. This is pre-allegations. So he's still way on, pre. So he's like on top of the world. This is like top, 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 top Kevin oh, Spacey. Oh, yeah. So I. This is Frank Underwood 
through and through. Dude, so like I turn around and I'm like, oh my God, that's Kevin Spacey. And like, I usually try to be pretty cool about like, if I'm like kind of peeking to see who it is or whatever. And I mean, so, you've hung out with Katy Perry in a movie theater. Like, yeah. This should be, this should be nothing. For sure. <laughs> but all due respect to Miss um, Perry, Kevin Spacey's a way more intimidating person. <laughs> way, way fucking more intimidating person. Is he Frank Underwood in real life? Gee, pretty damn close. So, so he's not really acting. Uh, <laughs> no. Yeah, that's basically a documentary at this point. Um, no, so like I turn around. So like I kind of like peek over and I'm like, oh, he's talking to a couple of dudes. He's probably working on whatever he's working on in Nashville or business partners. And some some people he's traveling with, whatever. I don't know what he's doing in town. But he's in standing in the corner of the lobby and he's a very aware person. So um, he, so we kind of, I'm like, oh my God, that's Kevin Spacey. Like, holy shit. Like, I just want to go talk to him about seven. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so like, I, nice. so, they're, so they're like, dude, you should go, um, like you should go say, Hey. And I'm like, I usually don't get nervous walking up to people, but like Kevin Spacey could go, just go fucking rogue. Like I have no idea. It's like a Russell Crowe. It's like, you know what I mean? It's like, he might just rock you. Who knows what this guy's going to do? I don't know if he's just always in a bad mood or if he's just like that. Like what, what, what if he's nice? I'd be really surprised if he was nice. And I never guessed that. In about a Southern accent. Yeah. I never guessed that about celebrities. I usually am like, I bet they're really nice. I always try to give them business. You know, you're getting an asshole with Alec Baldwin. Oh, for sure. But like you almost want it. You, I, I would like that. Yeah. Right. I'd be disappointed if my if experience. Nice. Anything like that. Yeah, yeah, like you go to like you go to Disney and you like ride the Matterhorn and like if your hips don't hurt because the seventy-five-year-old wood doesn't throw you around and break one of your like, bones, you really you'd be a little Disney? disappointed. It's like you didn't really ride the Matterhorn, and if you don't leave with like minor paralysis from the waist down, you know. So that's kind of what it's like. I'm like I'm gearing up for it. So I turn around and at this point, un- unknown to me, Kevin Spacey has already cued in on the fact that this group of dudes across the lobby is are like scheming to come talk to him about something he already f- knows that one of us is going to walk over i swear to god i before i even had it in my head of what i was going to say i was like all right i'll go say hey to him i turned around and, and he's gone no worse <laughs> As soon as I turn around, he's in front of you. He's making eye contact with me. <laughs> dead, <laughs> dead fucking stare. Like I, I turned around and immediately met his gaze and was locked into eye contact with him. So naturally, my like survival instincts kick in and I freeze. Because if you're in the wild and you're like, read like and a lion. hiking and you look up and you see a lion, the only thing that your brain tells you to do is to do nothing. <laughs> so that's what I did. So I turn around and immediately he's staring at me, and I just kind of still wait. talking to and, other people and or like, just no. Like, he stopped and he w- he stopped and the other dudes kind of just waited, and <laughs> I look at him and I kind of like perked up a little bit, and then he just. Within two seconds, he just looked at me and he shook his head no because he knew I was going to come over. So I turned around. He was already staring at me. He knew I was going to walk over. His stare stopped me dead in my tracks. And then he just shook his head no. And then I went, okay. And then I turned back around and then I didn't fucking say anything. And everyone, when I turned around, they were staring at me. They're like, what the fuck was that? I was like, dude. I don't know. That's the most scared I've ever been in my life. And then <laughs> we conversed for maybe 10 seconds and I turned back around and he was gone. <laughs> like he just 
wasn't there. And he just walked out. So, like... Was he... Are you sure he was there and you were not in Mushrooms? 100%. Because we walked over to some of the hotel staff afterward, afterwards, and we were like... That was Kevin Spacer. They're like, yeah, he stays here pretty regularly. Like, you know, he's he, he kind of likes to keep to himself or whatever. And so, yeah, like... He knew that some, like from across the room, he knew that I was going to say something. And so he was waiting for me to turn around. I turn around. He's staring directly at me already. And then he just shakes his head. No. And it was, it was like, you better not fucking walk over here, dude. Like I'm going to ruin your life. If you come over here and talk to me, (laughs) I believe it. A hundred percent. I believe it. So, well, Kevin, if you're listening to this, I still love you, man. Like, yeah, I mean, your, your, your video that you put out a few weeks ago. Amazing. I know it was a rogue video. Yeah, but... But it was still great. Come to find out, Tom Cruise was staying in that same hotel the week same that we time. were there. Same time. We just didn't see him. Because, well, like, the manager... Tom Cruise probably has, like, 17 bodyguards with him and, like, the four ma- different face masks. Oh, my God, You yeah. know, like, like he, he takes oh, that yeah. Mission Impossible face mask thing and, like, puts them on. He for real does it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, so... Didn't get to see Tom Cruise, which I've actually heard is an extremely nice and professional person. Yeah, but I like, hear oh, that. What I've heard is that, like, you're scared shitless from, like, how nice he You're like, oh, yeah, because there's like, no way. You're like, you're like, like, like yeah. you feel like you finish your interaction with him and you instantly feel worse about your own life like, because oh you're like, God. wow, I would not be that nice if I was that successful. I'm I'm not even a fiftieth of that successful. I'm already not that nice. Like <laughs> I'm not like, dude. Yeah. So Kevin Spacey's fucking terrifying. Uh, but in all the right ways. In all the right ways. Yeah. So that's my like, story. Do you think that Seven was a documentary? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so that's the story of how I didn't meet Kevin Spacey. I mean, he's his own bodyguard. One could argue that you met him because you had an interaction. Yeah. That was a nonverbal interaction. It was an extreme nonverbal interaction. But, like, I, I mean, think at that point I would have been more comfortable with physical violence than his <laughs> just deadpan <laughs> stare. Because at that point, like. Was it a Frank Underwood stare? Dude, it was. It was like paralyzing. Like, like it was like I've never. I'm been st- gonna throw you in front of the subway like Zoe Barnes. Absolutely, dude. It was like I've never been stared at by anyone like that before, and I've done some really <laughs> fucked up things to people, and it just blew me away. It just—he was just so aware. It just blew me away how aware he was, because like we weren't talking loudly, we weren't drawing attention to ourselves. We were actually kind of in a corner, like almost around the corner from this bar, and we were kind of peeking over to him, and then he just—he just caught. He, just he just fucking knows, Can't man. Something pretty fucked up. Yeah. Do you think if you were, like, five to seven years younger, he might have been into you? Mm, I don't know. I doubt it. Isn't that what he's into? I don't know. Isn't that what they're saying? Yeah, I don't, like, I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah. You know what? Maybe. Were you shaved or bearded? I was exactly bearded. Uh, Mm. You know what? Maybe I was exactly what he was looking for and he was too afraid to admit to himself that I was what he needed and he was like I'm gonna like I'm gonna project I can't do this I'm not ready for everyone to know you can't come over here because I can't control myself around you like maybe that's what it was let's go with that I'm gonna Kyle. I'm gonna talk I'm gonna think about that and then <laughs> and maybe later I'll get paid to jerk off to that <laughs> <laughs> well, there goes there goes our sponsors <laughs> 
No, we the can ones, get flashlight. The ones we don't have. Oh yeah, flashlight. We love you. Let's do it. Um, <laughs> give me Kevin Spacey's. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Dude, that's so fucked up. This took such a hard turn. Uh, In all the right ways. We just Giuliani that conversation. We did. It was Way so good. hard. Um, so, before we get to Green Book, again, right before the um, podcast, I showed you the the uh, trailer for the new Zac Efron mm. de- depiction of uh, Ted Bundy yeah. in extremely awful blah, 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 de- blah, de- blah. Yeah. But it's the Ted Bundy movie. Yeah. I think, and I don't want to... Jump to conclusions, but I think Zach Efron found his calling as a sadistic, psychopathic killer. Yeah. He looks really good in it. Dude, it's one of the best trailers I've seen in probably two years. I would say that's, that is, hands down, probably in the top ten movie trailers I've seen in, in the past two years. Totally. Of, in terms of, like, not only making me want to go see the movie, but how just how well put together the trailer was. Because, like... Excuse me, because like the Ted Bundy story is like very well known at this right. point. The Netflix if, documentaries. For people that are don't out. know, just quickly, quickly yeah. explain it. Ted Bundy um, was an American. An American, extremely um, well put together, attractive, one of likable, smartest human beings ever to be. Probably a bona fide genius. No, I think but, I think yeah. that was like the thing, right? Like, like yeah. he like his IQ score was like off the radar. Yeah, and he's. Arguably one of the most notorious serial killers in America. He's murdered fuck loads of people. But women. Maybe, only. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So, and maimed them, uh, not just murdered them. Oh, it was brutal. Yeah, so Ted Bundy, it's an extremely fucked up story, but. Did he have a cult dude. also? Or that was someone else? I don't think so. No, that was like the Sam guy, Summer Sam. He had the cult. Oh, yeah. Well, and then there's the what's that guy's name? Uh, David, whatever the Waco guy mm. in the '90s. Mm-hmm. Um, right, right, right. But Ted Bundy had a wife and a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he, f- from all outside, um, you know, views had like a normal life. I mean, he like, he is Dexter gone, not killing bad people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I I wonder how much of Dexter he's Dexter without a moral compass. Right, like for sure. Yeah. Maybe Dexter was like based off that. I don't know. Well, because Dexter's really put together. No, yeah, 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 totally. But it's it's in a lot more calculated of a way, and Dexter is also not a likable person in his mm, universe. Like, right. there's nothing endearing to him. Right, He's actually kind Bundy of difficult to be around. Very Ted endearing. Bundy's extremely personable. He's really attractive. Lots of people were super comfortable around him, and to the point to where jurors, like women on the jury, were just like, I don't know if he did it. You know what I mean? Like, because the, he, they would just get so wrapped did up they in his personality. In, like, like, like completely like 100% he did it evidence or is it just I, assumption like you no know, he very, fucking very, he fucking did it like no for sure but like <sighs> did he did they get him like OJ fucking did it or like was there like oh yeah I don't know like I everyone knows OJ did it but, but like it hasn't been proven it important, hasn't been so. like Conclusively proven. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm have to ask Amanda because she watched the Ted the Bundy tapes. Yeah, I'm curious. I haven't yet. I mean, uh, obviously he did it. That, 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 that's a foregone conclusion. Oh yeah. But like, absolutely. was there a smoking gun, or was it just like a yeah, bunch of evidence that like made it very, very obvious? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Uh, I'm curious. Either way, I that's definitely a must see. I mean, yeah, and I really see. like Zac Efron as an actor too. I thought a lot of movies that he's been in, he's been great in. Like, I mean, this could turn. You know what I thought right after I saw mm-hmm. this. This is his, like, love yourself, 
out of high school musical that Justin Bieber yeah. had. Yeah, you know, for like sure. Justin Bieber was kid pop, and then yeah. teamed up with Skrillex, and Diplo did Love Yourself. Oh, Boom, yeah, became overnight became an adult 100%. singer, right? Well, also that Jackie U record is incredible, incredible, super good. Yeah, yeah. But up until this point, I still kind of look at Zac Efron as High School Musical, right, right, right. right? Even though all the other stuff he's done, he's been in a bunch of other amazing shit, right? Yeah, but yeah. I still feel High School Musical Zac Efron. I get that. And I get then that. after that trailer, I'm like, oh, maybe this is adult Zac Efron now. He was in a. Um, uh, the disaster artist for like a small oh, really? role. Yeah, he was one of the actors they brought in. Because don't forget, like, kid success could turn a hard right, like what happened to Shia LaBeouf. Oh, it could go way different. It yeah, could yeah. Go way different. Well, and he was, Macaulay Shia LaBeouf Culkin. was like trekking along for a while. He was transitioning well into adulthood because, I mean, he was in that. Well, then he lost his mind. Yeah, then he lost his mind. But, uh, well, well, it's kind of the same thing. But on the opposite of this, well, I, Jonah Hill wasn't like a child star, but Jonah Hill was definitely the more comedic, like, oh, his he's just hilarious. Passed. Oh, did he? I didn't know that. His brother was Maroon 5's manager. Oh, dude. How crazy is that, though? I didn't know that. That's really sad. Yeah. Um, I was just going to, I was just going to say that, like, Jonah Hill was always the kind of, like, the funny guy. And then when he was in Wolf of Wall Street, they're like, oh, this motherfucker can act. Right. Like. Totally. Like, for real can act. Like. You know who I thought about that also? Who mm. I just thought was like a joke actor until a movie? Mark Wahlberg with... Um, Interesting. With um, The Departed. Mm. That was amazing. Yeah, so like everything up until The Departed, you're like, oh, he's all right. And then you're like, holy shit. Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. everything up to The Departed, I was like, oh, action dude, big muscle, funny one-liners, can do a very... He's a really like, funny like, dude. Like, 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 yeah. like um, what's a good example? What? Bruce Willis plays Bruce Willis. Exactly. Right? And yeah. that, that's where I thought Mark Wahlberg plays Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. And then departed. Well, yeah. And, and then, then I was like, oh, like, he's an actor. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, was he also in uh, Four Brothers? Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, and then he can make a good burger. Wahlburger. Not bad. That's the most genius fucking play on a name yeah, I've not ever bad. heard in my life. Not bad. It's great. Uh, let's talk about Green Book. I have Green not Book. seen it. Despite you, being a big Viggo Mortensen fan, I haven't watched it. Do you know it. the premise? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So for those that you don't know the premise, it takes place in the 1960s pre Martin Luther King and it follows an Italian guinea who was a bouncer, quote unquote, public relations for a mob owned nightclub mm. called the Copa in New York City. And the Copa goes to do some construction. And so he's out of work for two months. And it follows a black musician signed to a record label who decides that he wants to do a tour down south, pre-Martin Luther mm. King, and needs a tour manager, yeah. driver, etc. And they connect the dots, and Vigo Mortensen is this Italian driver guy that works for a black man. Yeah. And the movie follows that dynamic. There's a lot of interesting twists and turns and a lot of really cool stuff, but um, I was in it. I was in it. It was fucking Dude, that's good. That's great. Well, it, it did really well. It did really, really Golden well. Globes too. Like, yeah, I mean, it, it it deserves all of it. Yeah. I didn't really have any critiques. I mean, I thought it was it's fantastic. I thought it was fucking well written. Definitely need to watch it. Yeah, I highly, highly suggest it. I try to save my money on going seeing movies in the theater that I feel like. 
the 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 overall impact of the movie would be lost if I didn't see it in the theater. You know, and I guess you could argue that about a music movie, but I'm probably going to watch it whenever it comes out on like iTunes or whatever, you know. Or Plex. Yeah, I just you watch it. You know No. You should get Plex. Yeah, I saw it on the your smart TV. Uh, Matt recently um, did not need a 50-inch smart TV, <laughs> which I took and now use, and I thought for a brief moment about being extremely unethical and not logging you out of all of your shit and just using it, but... I oh, you could have used did it. the right thing. Well, because I also I have all the same shit. I just didn't have Plex, but I did saw you your log Plex. out of Plex. Yeah, I logged out. I logged, oh, took everything why? out. Why? Well, I just I don't know. I just mental. I just wanted to like reset. That's really like, sweet. But uh, I'll log you back into Plex. Uh, give me the elevator pitch on Plex. Um, I have a buddy in. It's totally legal, and I have a buddy in New York that has a server, and I get access to every movie months before it's open. That's crazy. Yeah, so like I already have Aquaman. That's wild. Yeah, you need What's, to... How much is it a month? No, no, it's just like uh, he pays for a server for himself and just like gives me an access code. Oh, so you're the third party user of an access... And so I would be the third 1A user of this. You'd be like my access. sloppy second seconds. Yeah. Um, oh, well, now knowing that, I'll absolutely take the login. Like, <laughs> uh, Johnny. So you're saying oh, it's... Oh, so John, this guy Johnny... So you're saying wrote the, the red with me. The Plex is like an unprosecutable version of the Pirate Bay. Yeah, hundred percent. Cool. Because you can download Plex from the Samsung App Store. That's incredible. So that's how you know it's legal. Uh, that's what's up. I mean, everyone's going to jail. That shit's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, no thanks. Um, dude, that's wild. So, um, but for that TV. You're designing, or we're designing, mm. a brand new coffee table version. Yeah, so... We're calling it the... Oh, the Enterprise. The Enterprise, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, really. cool. The the Explain how the legs kind of look like the logo. You, you, you're better at the, the words. That's probably what I would say. The legs kind of look like the logo. <laughs> you just say it so much better than me. Yeah, um, the legs <laughs> kind of look like the logo of, of Star Trek. Star Trek. So the coffee table, uh, it's gonna be our first glass glass coffee glass top coffee table, and it's got an angled like a forty five degree angled magazine rack underneath, which is cool. And so then the and then but the way that the legs work, they kind of look like the the Star Trek logo a little bit if you flip it on its side. It's gonna so, be really cool. Yeah. So I thought the Enterprise is a cool like model name for the for the coffee table. Um, that's gonna be really cool. I'm yeah, be on the it. lookout. It'll be probably for sale, you know, summer of like twenty thirty five. You know, by the time I get finished. Just kidding. Uh, we need. We need. Uh, I still need to give you the measurements for the end tables. Yeah, we'll get to that. No, our listeners should hear that. Well, then let's talk about it right now. <laughs> so our bed. <laughs> How big is your bed? It actually is really low to the ground. Yeah, no, I like that because yeah. the new bed frame that I just built for um, Amanda and myself is. Considerably lower to the ground. Than I love it. Other bed. Yeah, yeah, I love it. It's so much lower. I think. I think the frame itself is only eight inches off the ground. Yeah, that's what ours is. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, perfect. I love it. It feels more like a throne that way. Yeah. One. Well, it and it helps your room feel bigger too because whenever you're laying down in bed, you're like you're kind of almost on the floor, and so you're like looking and you're just like oh like this because like what's a what's a um what's a staple of luxury like high ceilings right. you know. So you're kind of tricking your mind into thinking that you have more space than you do. Totally. Um, 
So we got a new comforter when we moved because the old comforter is the one I bought when I first moved to LA. Okay. And it just was it was too too broy for Alexis's taste. Yeah, it was it was too not your girlfriend. And now that you're cohabitating, that's a very real a re- parameter that yeah. have to operate under. All your all men, <laughs> if you cohabitate with your girlfriend with a roommate, the cohabitation changes. The rules of engagement yeah. change when you when lose you're the only two people. When you lose the roommate. Exactly. Because she moved into your already existing apartment Correct. when she came from New York to LA. Right. You already lived there. It was understood she was going to move in. You guys were going to live there until the lease was up and y'all got your own place. Yes. Which is dope, by the way. Uh, like, super cool apartment. It's in Marina Del Rey. It's like right on the marina. Yeah. Like, right, we went kayaking right next the other to the other Amazing. Dude, I love kayaking. Dude, they have kayaks for us to use. Just for, at the apartment? Yeah, because, like, so yeah, so you just, like, literally go on your island portal. You say reserve. Then somebody opens I'm the marina s- gate. Super into puts, that. Puts two life jackets, one on each of you, and you just jump in a, a double kayak and you just go out on the water. I'm super into that. So I'm bringing great. Amanda over and we're doing it. Oh, let's do I it. I fucking love kayaking. It's so much fun. Um, but. The reason, yeah. what getting back to what I was saying is so we had to get a new comforter. So we're looking at a bunch of comforters. We buy this one, comes in the mail, not the move. Mm. Not the move. It was not what we thought it was going to be. So we returned in it. In terms of quality look or feel? No, oh, feel. so quality. Yeah, quality. so just one more. Okay. So so we end up saying, all right, we're, we're going to go to like a Bed Bath & Beyond. Uh, we'll go Macy's, whatever. We'll like feel it. Lo and behold to me, I did not know this existed. Maybe you did. But Ugg makes comforters. I didn't know until you told me. Until I came over. Yeah. It's game changing. Dude. Yeah. It, so we got an Ugg comforter. And like, I like name brands, but like, it isn't a big deal. Sure. This, this, this It's this, worth it. It's worth it. Yeah. And it's not, it's competitively, competitively priced. I think a king-sized full mm. comforter is 80 bucks. Dude, that's great. Great. You could easily pay more than that, like Target. Yeah, for exactly. This, you know, uh, dude, that's dope. I uh, yeah, it's amazing. I was just talking to, and it's eighty bucks with the standard twenty percent discount. So if you don't, so it's, I think it's oh, like nice. one hundred one or whatever. Yeah. So you're an idiot if you don't have a twenty percent off from Bed Bath and Beyond. <laughs> yeah, they just fucking they'll probably they give you one at the register. <laughs> like, oh, oh, I forgot it, and they'll be and like, she'll be like, it's all right. She'll pull out three. And be like, you get sixty percent off today because you were honest. Uh, <laughs> No, I was just talking to one of my friends about the gravity blanket and how I want one super bad. So, so really crazy, Alexis's friend from high school created that. Really? Yeah. How have we not abused this relationship into getting a free gravity blanket? I want the 25-pound one. Ask her about it. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I was talking to one of my friends about it, like tonight actually, and he was like, I was kind of skeptical, didn't really know what it was about. I went and saw one of my friends, and she had one. I used it, I slept under it, and it was the best night of sleep I ever had. And I was like, that's a very significant thing to say. Like, Is he an extreme person? No, he's a very, very even, like, very reasonable, like, so for him to say, an ext- make an extreme statement like that, it's it's like, okay, I definitely feel like this is worth it, you know? Uh, so you should try it. 100%. I'm thinking about... Um, trying to find a way on social media to just reach out and have them just give me one. Because I'm not going to pay $250 for a blanket that, like, at best might work. You know what I mean? And at worst won't work. And at worst <laughs> won't work, and now I just have a fucking heavy $250 blanket. Yeah, you should definitely get them to give it to you for free. 
Or like buy from somewhere that has 30 day return policy and be a Jew. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a Jew, so I can say that. <laughs> uh, how, what did you do this week? I was gone. So Ooh, what was your life like? Yeah, obviously. Ample crying. Um, no, it was uh, one of those weeks that you're just happy that you get to work from home. I uh, yeah. sprinted the week to get the apartment all set up. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. Because don't they say if you don't have it set up in like the first 20 days, like 20 days or something like that, it's just not going to happen. Yeah, exactly. Which, yeah. which still that, like, if you just dissect that as a thought, like how lazy is someone like you're, you're 60 days in and you see boxes and you're like, it's fine. <laughs> like, ah, fuck it. Like, uh, what? Yeah. We are now getting into a part of psychology that's above my pay grade. I don't know why the human brain works like that. Really? I don't get it. I don't understand because like. That happens to, like, a lot of people. It's not just people that just, like, don't get their shit together. It's, like, fucking, like, normal-ass people. That have, like, it is true. You, you, do, know what I mean? like, you do meet people that are, like, oh, wow. Because, like, yeah. I feel like we're in a niche, right? Like, yeah. every, every person that we deal with and what we do is very similar. Yeah. So our habits are not necessarily the norm of the country, but are the norm of anyone and everyone that we meet. Yeah, because it's just everyone in entertainment operates on a very similar. Well, it's basically wavelength. they're all just different versions of the same type of person. Right. So totally, but there are types of people out there that are way different, and you realize yeah, that sometimes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's weird. I. Uh, yeah, it's finally not raining in LA anymore, which is nice. Oh really? I haven't noticed. Because I'm on the marina. And it's always nice there. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, but no, in the summer, doesn't it turn? Uh, doesn't from like my apartment to your house, the temperature could change like thirty degrees. Uh, almost, right? Yeah, almost. It's, it's like crazy. Like literally from the from the beach. Let's just say this. Let's just say between Venice and the valley, like right. You know. North Hollywood, say from Venice to North Hollywood, be 80 in Venice, be 93 in North Hollywood, 95 in North Hollywood. It's crazy. Which is unbelievable. Did you see what the temperatures are right now in Chicago and Milwaukee and Wisconsin? No, because it's the Midwest and I don't give a fuck about that part of the Negative country. 60. Negative 60? Oh, do you not believe me? No, I don't not okay, believe I'm you. Gonna, I'm I can't s- believe. Right, I'm going to stop our We don't need videoing. this anymore. Yeah. And I'm going to show you. It took the whole thing, though. I'm surprised. Oh, good yeah. on good on our phones. Good on our phones. So um, we were we were recording ourselves to get some good ad content. Um, but now I need my phone to show Mr. Blaine here a photo that my friend Reuven sent me the other day of the weather patterns currently in the Midwest. Watch this. What? <laughs> Kyle does not believe what is he is looking at right now. It's nine degrees in Chicago right now. Right, right now. Without the wind chill. Why is your phone in 24-hour time? Always. Always? Always. It's just an easier time to remember. Because my brain works that way. Because if it, you know, if you look at your phone and it says nine o'clock and it's not in 24-hour time, you could go, oh shit. I don't know if it's nighttime or not. Is that what you're saying? No. 
I'm just fucking with you. I'm saying because I do so much stuff out of the country, you know, it's easier. No, I do too. I was just in Australia and they're on 24 hour yeah, it's better. time. And I was actually thinking about how much more practical it is. Right. It makes a lot more sense. It makes a lot more sense. Nothing we do makes sense. Absolutely not. We're are the imperial system so this is, this of is, measurement that we have is bullshit. This the, is the temperature to, including the wind chill. Yeah, that is ridiculous. Right. So the nine degrees makes sense. Then you add the wind chill and it's this. Yeah. Yeah. So, and this was Wednesday of last week. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, so four, five days makes a difference. Yeah. So Wednesday, sure, but- Wednesday of last week, it was minus 68 degrees in Chicago. Why do people live there? Like, I don't know. What is that? Like, Someone who is listening, I want you to get offended at my um, just overall distaste for the Midwest. And I want you to sell me on it and tell me why I need to change my opinion. The <laughs> end. I'm moving. I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> so, so for all of those that don't watch us, which is everyone. Cause uh, we, so far. Because we haven't done a video version. Exactly. Um, my writing partner for Beyond Kuiper uh, gave me an amazing birthday present, or sorry, Christmas present, that I've donated to the Nerds on Coffee portfolio. Oh, yeah. And it's a um, shower curtain repurposed as a back mat. <laughs> it's fucking banners. It's a banner yeah. of Chewbacca, Lord Vader, Yoda, Boba Fett, and C3PO. And R2D2. Oh, and Mr. D2. As colonials. Yeah, so they're just like in really classy looking like three-piece suits and like top hats and shit. Uh, so C-3PO, I actually just noticed this, has a fucking heroic mustache, which could also easily be mistaken for like a Hitler stash. Like it's, <laughs> it is for sure a Hitler stash. But it's also like, you know, you can say it's like a Charlie Chaplin. So, you know. So I've been reading a book called um, Shoe Dog, Story of Phil Knight and Nike. Oh, I don't know yeah, if I've yeah. talked about it yet. We've talked about it a little bit. Not on here, but you and I have talked so, about it. So, um, just, just to bring up the Hitler thing. So, they're, they're, the book's amazing. And I highly suggest anyone who's ever bought anything of Nike to read it. Mm. And you will instantly stop wearing Adidas. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's so good. But there's a point and there's a whole, whole uh, case where the U.S. Customs Office was trying to sue Nike for $25 million. That's a lot of money. And... <laughs> And Phil Knight, uh, the CEO of Nike, as part of his, uh, he had like a tirade with the customs officer and said, and said, you know that Hitler's father was a customs officer. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I think that's the first time someone has ever n- not used Hitler as a, as a method of egregious measurement for an injustice is happening to them, but used someone in Hitler's family. <laughs> He's his father. Everyone always goes about, oh, well, you know, you could also say that like Hitler loved kids. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, fuck you. You know what I mean? Like, right. I hate the Hitler arguments, by the way, and people like politicians, it's really popular in America in this for people in this country to compare things that our politicians are doing compared to like, well, Hitler, you know, well, Hitler also did this and like early on, blah, 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 blah. It's, more, it's like, fuck you. No one in our country is even remotely close to being even kind of like Hitler in terms of executing what he wanted to execute. So it's like, totally. No one in this country wants to kill 600 million people for any reason, first of all. Like, 
let alone the fact that they just fucking look different from you. You know what I mean? It's like, I think, uh, I think, uh, Inglorious Bastards has the best way through, through Christoph Waltz's character has the best way of describing how he had a moment, how the Nazi party felt about, uh, Jewish Jews and blacks and gays. Basically, any non-white, blue-eyed person. I I always like to point out that, and I'm Jewish, right? So I'm always partial to uh, Holocaust kind of conversations of, like, what side. Yeah. But I always like to point out that, like, it wasn't six million people that died during the Holocaust. Did I say 600 a minute ago? Yeah, yeah. That's all right. It's still... But it wasn't Fucking ridiculous. Well, no, he Mm -hmm. wanted to kill way more, but he, he, he killed 12 million people. Yeah. Six million were Jews, so yeah, that's yeah. why everyone always talks about it as a Jewish genocide. Right. But he also killed six million Asians, blacks, gays, etc. Yeah. It was it was it was a, a a melting pot of of humans. Yeah. Uh, and as you said, that weren't blonde hair, blue eyed, spoke German. Yep. So the the whole thing is uh, is pretty egregious, but. As um, as Joe Rogan says it in uh, Strange Times, uh, America's three people old. Yeah, like, exactly. Like when that happened, we were a year and a half old. Yeah, we were one point five people old. It was a tamper tantrum. Well, well, there were still people. There are still people alive today that not only participated in World War II, but they were affected by totally. what happened in the Holocaust. Right. It's that. That recent. was not that long ago. No, that wasn't that long Crazy. ago. Crazy. Uh, like I've talked to people who are still alive that have gone through that, that went through that. Like I was on two weeks ago, I was on a flight with uh, a World War II vet. Yeah, my grandfather's a World War II vet. Yeah, like there. So so it's due to that. N- not not that you like need any other arguments. There's a million other arguments, but that one alone is enough for me to find, to think that it's ridiculous that there are Holocaust deniers out there. Like, yeah, that's crazy. The fact that there's still people who are fucking alive that went through it, like, and had to deal with that and like have family members and like fought in the war and like literally firsthand experiences. People just, Oh, well that's not, that's not real. You know what I mean? It's like... Yeah, that, that that's just sad. You know, you know I, I say a lot of aggressive there's things. There's a lot of fuckery. I say a lot of aggressive things, and I, I feel like I, through some of my opinions, can at times alienate certain groups of people unintentionally. I don't mean to. But if you're a Holocaust denier, you can go fuck yourself. And I yeah, 100% mean, mean that. that. From the bottom of my heart, you can go yeah. fuck yourself if you're a Holocaust denier. Like... Totally. Yeah, yeah, I mean... And also, also a little bit less intense, but still, if you're a moon landing denier. <laughs> Not that those two things are even remotely the same. But what about a flat earther? It's like, come on. Honestly, they're worse, in my opinion. Like, if I met <laughs> if I met someone that denied the Holocaust, I'd be like, are you fucking insane? If I met someone that's like a flat earther, I'd probably punch him in the face. <laughs> like, yeah, that's right. I said it. Flat earthers are worse than Holocaust deniers. You heard it here. Fuck flat earthers. I mean, like, they kind of are. Right? Like, how crazy is that to think that? Well, you know what? 
and this is going to be ridiculous and I'm even going to attempt to play devil's advocate here for someone who doesn't believe that the Holocaust existed, but their line of reasoning is at least based in a political affiliation and some type of cultural belief system. So if you don't think the Holocaust exists, you have severe reasons for thinking that that are probably deeply rooted and generational. Flat earthers are just fucking morons. Like, yeah. you're just ignoring logic and 60 years of NASA scientific evidence. Like, like how the or, fuck do you think like, How do you have a cell phone? Like, do you understand how cell phones work? Oh, my God. Like, like <laughs> do you know what a satellite is and how really, really, really inconsistent they would be if they could only reach we, 50% of the Earth at, we at a time? don't like, live on Asgard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's not an underneath to our planet. Like... Yeah, you were just there. I was just in Australia, <laughs> and I wasn't upside down, despite my Instagram stories and posts, because that was my running joke when I was in Australia. Every, a lot of the posts that I put up, I purposefully oriented to where they were upside down when you were looking at them. So you're perpetuating them. flat earthers. I'm, dry, I'm, I'm highlighting the absurdity of the belief system that is people who I can only imagine that the that the 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 arrival at their belief that the earth is flat is at the end of a very very long and embarrassing chain of really shitty decisions that they made before that there's no fucking way you can just ignore that the earth is a globe and then have a normal life before you tell people do you, that do like, you think the people that think that just enjoy conflict like maybe they were holocaust survivor uh, like uh, deniers first and then <laughs> and then neo nazis came back and they're like Oh my God! People agree with me. I need to find something that people don't agree with me. You know what? Here, I'm gonna tie it together right here. I bet they were like, I bet they were like, well, um, you see, the Holocaust didn't really happen because if it if it could have happened, then if the Earth wasn't flat, then Hitler would have been able to kill all the people on the other side of the Earth, and like, because he couldn't get there, you know, because you can't go underneath the Earth the other side. Like those people have to stay there. That's a ridiculous argument. I'm probably going to edit that out. But uh, do not edit no, that out. No, I'm not going to edit out. I'm going <laughs> to leave it in. I'm going to leave it in because it's so ridiculous. I can't even wrap my head around a cohesive thought process to make fun of it. That's how ridiculous it is. And so how do they, how do they think you get to the other fucking side of the earth? Like, is it like... Do you just like like lay down on the edge of a table and then like Mission Impossible like hold one person's arm and then like swing over and then like how do they th how do they think gravity works like you go to the other side of the Earth and then like you hop over the edge and then gravity the just fucking inverts and it just flips if the Earth was flat that that means if it were parallel to the sun that no one would how how do they think orbiting works they think that it rotates on the same axis but a two-dimensional plane doesn't have an axis the same way that to, a sphere does to, like to think that we lived on a flat earth you would have to the only way that would even possibly work is we would have to be living in truman show <laughs> yeah, but uh, any any other way doesn't so work. So even in your scenario, you're saying the only way that believing that a flat Earth is a legitimate thing to believe is if the whole world around you is lying to you in such a way that you can't pick it apart. Yes. So you're yes. saying that in the most reasonable of scenarios, it's a global conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> that is the most reasonable scenario for flat Earth to be true. Do they not realize that, like, <laughs> so let's say that, like, the Earth, if it's flat, continues to rotate on, uh, 
on a plane to where we still have day and night on 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 all the ends of the, the earth. All that has to be fabricated at in my some, scenario. At some point, at some point, the the sun is a sphere. So, but well, is the sun flat? Like, are stars flat? Like, are other planets flat? Like, how does that fucking work? So, let's pretend that the sun is still round, and then the Earth is flat. At some point, the Earth is going to be on an edge, to where that edge faces the sun, and 100% of the planet's going to be covered in sunlight. You want to know when that has ever happened? That has never happened. Ever. I, the, the logic is blowing my mind. I have a friend who's a physicist. I'm gonna fucking. I'm gonna reach out to him. Can we like bring him on the episode? Hundred percent. Oh my god. A thousand percent. We need to bring him on, dude. I'm gonna reach out. I'm gonna. I want to dest- I want to destroy this line of thinking. It blows me away that people think that the Earth is flat. I can't believe it. <laughs> I can't believe it to the point that it makes more sense to me that people would deny the Holocaust than they would believe the Earth is flat. No, I can. I can. I can see that. That's really fucked up. That's how much I fucking hate the, the the line of thinking of people who think they're at the flat. I think I've hit a I think I've hit a nerve, dude. And I didn't even know it was there because I've never put this much thought into it. All right, but once you start thinking about it, like, you're like, how? You're like, how? How? It doesn't make sense. To it's me. like it's like the same it's like the same feeling you have thinking about flat earthers as you do thinking about why the fuck DC made those movies. <laughs> Maybe they're flat earthers and they just didn't oh think half. God. Maybe they just didn't think half the world was gonna see it. They're like, now, now I'm gonna ask you the real question here. I'm gonna bring it all together. All right, who's more outrageous, flat earthers or reptilian believers? Wait, I need you to explain this other this new group of people. That you do you not know like reptilians? What I don't. I'm not going to guess because anything that I say There's is like going to sound... There's a group, a large amount of people that think the world is run by a bunch of creatures that look like human lizards. Where do these people live? Like like next, all over? All like next over. Universe? Like, dude, Google this right now. Re- I've, I've already seen it. It came out 10 years ago in an episode of South Park and they called them crab people and they lived under the earth and that was no. preposterous. Like, no, 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 no. This is like... Dude. What? <laughs> are there like... Are there like... Here. Drawings? Just this? read this. Just read this. I'm going to read this to everyone. <laughs> All right. This is a... Uh, Okay, so it's an article with 10 points in it, and I'm just going to read the (laughs) first photo. (laughs) The first photo. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) It's just the, oh, is that the creature from the Black Lagoon? Uh, Dude. All right. So this is an article um, called 10 Shocking Facts About the Reptilian Conspiracy. Uh, Reptilians, lizard folk. Sauroids. These are just some of the names associated with this alien race conspiracy, which, by the way, they're not an alien race if they fucking live on Earth. Like, <laughs> they're not, you're not an alien if you came from this planet. 
So are they saying that they came from another planet? <laughs> you gotta read it. All right. While some dismiss it as nonsense, a growing number of believers are eager to share their knowledge of reptilians living among us. These creatures <laughs> disguise themselves as humans and often hold positions of power in the world's governments. This is just an extension of Scientology. <laughs> no, dude, it's not. <laughs> it's not. Dude, here, people think Here this. are 10 disturbing <laughs> facts about the reptilian conspiracy that you may not know. Number 10. Reptilians are on Time Magazine's top 10 most enduring conspiracy theories list. <laughs> what <laughs> the fuck? I can't believe you don't know about this. Um, oh my god. Just for you guys to know, god. Kyle's oh. face is his jaws on the floor. We stopped filming at the wrong point of this episode. <laughs> you know what? Fuck it, we're already an hour in. I'm just gonna read. I'm just gonna. I have to. You can stop listening if you want. I don't give a shit. So, uh, in July of 2009, the time list included details about reptilians' appetites for human flesh, their responsibility for numerous terrorist attacks, and their ultimate desire to enslave the human race. Also mentioned are a few high-ranking politicians believed to be reptilians. For the uninitiated, there's an introduction uh, to author David Icke's The Poster Human for the Reptilian Conspiracy. Uh, his books on the subject have undoubtedly helped the reptilian conspiracy grab the attention of such a mainstream publication. Much more about the reptilian conspiracy has been published over the years, notably in Icke's numerous books such as The Biggest Secret and Children of the Matrix. Uh, is it Icky? Is his name Icky or Ike? It's Ike. I, it's Ike. Yeah, okay, so it's I-C-K-E. It's David Ike. I'm going to make sure I was saying it correctly before I just fucking destroy his belief system. Um, <laughs> David Ike used, yeah, used to refuse to wear any color other than turquoise. <laughs> On a trip to ancient Inca ruins in 1991, Ike experienced an intense spiritual experience that he described as a complete change in his state of consciousness. So he did drugs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Probably uh, ayahuasca. I, yeah, we can talk about that. I really want to go to South America and do ayahuasca, but we can save that for next episode. Talking about it, not going. I mean, we can wait fun go if you want, but anyway. On the episode? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, let's get the episode to pay for it. It's just us. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I cannot move on from this reptilian thing. I'm going to give so much time to this. Everyone's going to tune out. I don't care. Uh, he <laughs> described a state of intense pure energy and claimed to hear voices that whispered hidden truths. Uh, he emerged convinced that he was the new incarnation of Jesus Christ and his insistence on wearing only the color turquoise came from his belief that it would allow the continuous flow of positive energy through him. He could then channel that energy more easily toward researching the extent of the reptilians rule over this world. Number eight. So that was fact number nine. Uh, yeah. All right. So number eight, you could be half reptilian and not even know it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'm going to stop right here. So this guy is saying that there's basically a super race that lives on this planet. That's whole point is to enslave and control our population and that I could be part of it and I wouldn't even know it. Am I like some like Russian fucking secret agent that I like I'm waiting to be activated? I'm just a sleeper agent. Like it's it, like if ten or more flies fly in front of my mouth in a minute, like I'm activated. And I got to eat them all and then go stab everyone in my neighborhood. And be like, fuck you, reptiles, uh, dude. This is ridiculous. <laughs> all right, you could be half reptilian and not even know it. 
Uh, or you could at least be part of the reptilian bloodline. Reptilians have been crossbreeding with select unsuspecting humans for millennia to create desired quote unquote elite bloodlines that they can use to covertly control the world. By the way, this is directly the like word for word, the, the plot of the remake of the Predator. This is the the new. This is the Predator, the movie. By yeah. the way, um, it's also it's also the plot of the Matrix. Insert machines from reptilians. Yeah, this has been an extremely dominant theme in science fiction for decades. Mm-hmm. But uh, this came out way before any of those. It's, well, it's got to be true. So what you're saying is those movies we just mentioned are functionally documentaries. Um, Have you watched? You could say um, that about the Matrix. The a lot Iron of Man. Iron Man, Iron Kid animated series. Hmm. Can I ruin it? Sure. I didn't even know but it existed. It's two, so. it's two seasons. Yeah. And it's so good. And then the, it all culminates to finding reptilian gods. Nah. Nah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have to keep reading this. I have to keep wasting no. these people's time. Because here's the thing. You're going to go look this up on your own or you're not if you're listening to this. No, it everyone's looking at it. It doesn't matter. Already, wait, what's this website? It Pete? doesn't matter to me. It's on listverse.com. Uh, and and the uh, the article, again, is just called 10 Shocking Facts About the Reptilian Conspiracy. You can probably find all this information across multiple sources if you just Google it. Uh, Matt found this in five seconds. So... I can't. I can't move past this. Normally, I wouldn't give this much time to something. No, no I cannot move on from this. All right. So, uh, so the saying that like we could be part of the bloodline, they're crossbreeding, whatever. Uh, DNA from reptilians has passed down through generations, and some crossbreeds even begin life as full blood humans. Uh, then well, you're not a crossbreed if when you're born you're full blood. <laughs> you're a full blood one species. Do I morph into a yeah, crossbreed? Potter, they're called mudbloods. Mudbloods. Um, fuck Hermione. Uh, how dare you? And so, dude, we talked about it. Dude, episode one, man. Death Eater all the way. I 100%. Um, that's a very unpopular opinion. Actually, it's not. In the Harry Potter world, it's not an unpopular opinion because you guys almost fucking lost. So but we didn't. Clearly, it's very popular. Anyway... You can't you can't be a crossbreed if <laughs> at your inception your DNA is 100% in one species. Like one of my dogs is half dachshund and half corgi. By that logic, my dog was born a corgi and then grew into being half a dachshund. <laughs> That's not how fucking biology works. This is not how it works. Um <laughs> <laughs> What? Uh, oh my god um, at later points in their lives they're taken away to have reptilian DNA mixed with their own they're returned to their normal lives with no memory of it so now you're talking essentially about alien probing but with, with crossing DNA uh, okay so my so my previous judgment uh, about um, crossbreeds beginning life as full-blown humans was now disproven by them saying that they're actually snatched up and, and then they're crossbred manually with uh, combining two different strands of DNA. So excuse me, I was wrong. This is clearly, it's gaining some more traction now. <laughs> so sorry. What's number six? No, I'm not done reading about number eight yet. It's, <laughs> dude, we're not even close. That's what I'm saying. We're just going for it. Uh, <laughs> Diehard reptilian believers offer this as the real explanation behind UFO abductions and strange disappearances in which the person uh, returns unable to recall what happened. You know, it's going to be really fucked up if we get to the end of this list and I believe this. I'm like, dude, Matt, it makes so much sense now. 
Um, cause I a hundred percent believe that there is some type of, um, I'm, I'm not necessarily a conspiracy theorist, uh, but I definitely believe that there's some type of secret government government agency that is hiding uh, extraterrestrial Men facts. Yeah, no, I'm a big, hi- hiding extraterrestrial I'm a big believer, findings from the general population. I'm a big believer that the government leaks information to Hollywood to subtly tell us about what they're doing. Mm. So they're kind of softening the blow a little bit. So like over the generations, our culture has become more and more used to this idea. And then all of a sudden, a fucking gray alien is going to walk out and be like, holy shit, that guy's makeup is really good. And we're going to go back into fucking in and out and not give a shit. Right. Or be like, oh, yeah, I mean, there's an alien. Cool. Dude, You, if the mass, if the general public as a whole found out at once about alien existence and, be it, was anarchy. Pr- and it was proven to be, be true and not, yeah, exactly. Dude, it would within days, chaos. within days, within days, you'd be destabilized as a society. A hundred percent. It would be a lawless wasteland. Um, we have guns. I have guns. I'm from Texas. You come to my house if you want. You have um, guns here. Yeah. Ooh, I'm coming here. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah, let's do um, it. You just got to get over the hill, man. You live on the west side. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only problem, man, is you live on well, the west I have, side. I have a BMW faster than a reptilian. Um, I don't know. Maybe we'll find out about their physical attributes through this article. We're not done yet. Um, so some signs that a person may be a reptilian human crossbreed include a high level of <laughs> high level of personal charisma, pronounced artistic talent, and intense, vivid colored eyes. Wow, uh, we're both reptilians. We're both fucking card-carrying reptilians, not even knowing it. Um, the most <laughs> common eye colors among them are hazel and green. Like, why? That's, I'm, I have hazel eyes. I have, like, really weird, like, brown-orange eyes. Uh, though sometimes bright blue as well. Some have eye colors that seem to change in different lighting as well as low blood pressure. It could be from all that DNA crossbreeding that they're experimenting with. Can't get the blood pressure to stabilize. Uh Human reptilian hybrids have distinct personality traits as well, such as a deep sense of caring about the state of the world. Immediately, we're out. Immediately, we're out now. We're no longer we're no longer reptilians. Um, those who have been taken and changed into reptilian crossbreeds often feel a profound sense of separation that they no longer completely belong to the human race, as widely reported in alien abduction cases. Many we're of back them, in. Yeah. <laughs> As widely reported in alien abduction cases, many of them have unexplained and odd scars on their bodies. All right, so that was point number eight. That was we took way too long to read through that. I'm going to try and move through these other ones quickly. Uh, reptilians only let us humans think we're in charge. Oh, that's the that's the key to a good conspiracy. It's like the is the it's like, like false the false yeah, positive. Yeah, like the sur- the like the the surrender of controls. Like oh oh yeah. All right. So the master race of full-blood reptilians has been on Earth since ancient Babylonian times. Their original species was called uh, Anunnaki, and they, oh, the Anunnaki, the Anunnaki, and you they, can learn about them in um, Ancient Aliens on History Channel. Oh, I, dude, love, I, the love, that dude, I love that show. I love that show. All about the Anunnaki. Okay, all right, so. Here we go. Um, their original Dude, species was called but the Anunnaki. What if they were real? Ah, that's where they get people. Wait, we're, what's his name again? Um, we're now. Wait, what's his name? It's gonna kill me. You have to look it up real quick. Who? Who's the dude from um from Ancient Aliens? Oh, the aliens yeah. guy. Yeah, I I need to know his name right now. It's gonna, it's gonna um it's gonna kill me. He's got the crazy hair. Yeah, crazy hair. Um, here we go. It's loading. Oh my god, it's loading. Dude, my internet's so slow out here still. We haven't fixed it in <laughs> multiple episodes. <coughs> look up, look on your phone. 
that's gonna here. Give me your phone. I'll look it up. Oh, it's right here. Yeah, look it up. Um, yeah. Anyway, okay. So uh, they're saying that their original species were called the Anunnaki, and they inhabit underground cities below the Earth's surface. Giorgio Tukalus. <laughs> I love that guy. All right, so that guy is a baller, by the way. Um, okay, so oh, this is getting really interesting. So. Through both their telepathic abilities and energies drawn from the moon, they're able to create an intricate, uh, they're able to create the intricate holographs we humans interpret as our reality. Through mind control, the Anunnaki have always given the human race our senses of freedom and power. So here's where the whole like matrix conspiracy, you know, simulation thing comes in. Because the guy who started this belief system, yeah. It is real hieroglyphs. Oh, no, for 100%. Right. 100%. Um, I can't, dude, I can't make sense of any of that. I have no idea what people thought like fucking 4,000 years ago. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, like. All I'm saying is that this conspiracy is more real than Scientology. Oh, I, 100% it is. I definitely, I haven't even gotten halfway through discovering the things that they're saying about this conspiracy that I still think is absolutely but ridiculous. Can, can I just know that? It's already like, more credible than Scientology. Within three points, they made, they had you go from saying, reptile people to the Anunnaki, which just makes it feel so much realer. Oh, 100%. Well, it's all about, like, legitimizing your claims totally. in a conspiracy to... Yeah, so... Um, okay, so David Icke has also reported in detail about how the reptilians spread their bloodline through the royal families, owners of the world's banks, and heads of the biggest worldwide corporations. Interbreeding among the royals and unions only between certain families have kept the reptilian bloodline strong ever since the days of ancient Babylon. Uh, number six, reptilians came from both other planets and other dimensions. All right, this is getting awesome. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Anunnaki reptilians traveled to Earth from the solar systems surrounding the stars Draco and Zeta Reticuli. They're also capable of traveling between different dimensions of time and space. This allows them even further control over the false realities they want us unwitting humans to accept as our day-to-day -day truth. All right, so now we've gone from introducing that people believe that the reptilian race is a thing to trying to, through human history, legitimize the existence, and then now starting to, like take away at the at, flat earth could at, be real at humans yeah yeah all the reptilians just live on the underneath side and right. we just can't get there so we don't know so they're saying like and they use their hol holographic projections to make it look like a globe <laughs> oh that's right I didn't even I didn't even fucking address that they're saying that okay so they're saying that like our entire existence is a combination of this is the only thing that I said could make flat earth real of intricate holographs and mind control. So that's what they're saying. So that's the thing. So, I mean, depending on how good the mind control is, the holographs don't even have to be that intricate. You know what I mean? Like, who knows? Uh, okay. When the first reptilian master race colonized Earth, they already had the technology to create hybrid offspring with humans through direct manipulation and fusion of DNA. Number five, reptilians feed on negative human energy. Well, that's then that's that's how I know that this is bullshit because I've never seen one in my life. I'm the most negative person on the planet. Um, <laughs> along with their fondness for drinking human blood and cannibalistic ritual sacrifice, reptilians also hunger for negative emotional energy. To draw on it, they strive to keep the human race in a collective state of fear and uncertainty. 
We only need to look at world events that we believe are the causes. Natural disasters, political instability, and threats of war are just a few examples. These are examples of the reality the reptilians want us to believe. The world leaders who are shape-shifting reptilians only fuel this fear with the messages they convey to the public. Um, I do believe Donald Trump could be a reptilian. That's... Aside from this ridiculous conspiracy, I 100% that Donald Trump <laughs> is a fucking reptile. Uh, oh, man. Uncertainty and fear make the human population much easier to control. That's 100% true of just of, of like Irrelevant of governments and, and like warlords and like communists. And it's like, yeah, 100%. Uh, most, well, and you know what? I think that that is what helped like what will help give legs to the credibility of any conspiracy is, is using real is, things is that using have nothing to do like with the conspiracy. real cultural truths that have been proven throughout history that have nothing to do with it to like anchor their claims to. And so it's like governments have been operating this way for centuries. You right. know what I mean? So um, like literally if you take out like the mind control aspects, which, you know, what, the you holograms. could, the hol- you know, I would say let's take out the holograms because you could argue that, certain types of mind control is real conditioning and people that suffer from like Stockholm syndrome and, and like to form mind control. Yeah. The ritualization of, of certain religions and cults and different political groups. Like you could argue that there's lots of different versions of mind control. So let's say that that has somewhat of a legitimate claim. Let's just take out the word reptile and then take out holograms. This is actually legitimately like, they're just talking about how, like how a lot of, fucked up governments run Run. their countries you know what I mean and like political groups and like militant groups terrorist groups like lots of human organizations act and operate this way or reptile or reptilians (laughs) all right uh (laughs) Most will latch on to whatever their leaders say is the answer. The subterranean reptilian population is able to orchestrate any natural disaster when they feel the reptilian population is able... Oh, wait. I just read the same sentence over and over. Hang on. The subterranean reptilian population is able to orchestrate any natural disaster when they feel the need to ratchet up human fear, including hurricanes, tornadoes, and tsunamis. How do they... How does... How do they change... You know how a tor- you know what a tornado is. It's an imbalance in in atmospheric pressure. pressure. Yeah. How do you control that? That's over my pay grade. I want someone, regardless of this ridiculous fucking article we're reading, from a science perspective, to just tell me how you could, from an outside like, source, I could, I could manipulate under- atmospheric pressure changes enough to fabricate a tornado to the degree that we've seen them throughout human history. I could could see a tsunami. I could see a tidal wave. I could see an earthquake. All those you can do just subterranean. Yeah, yeah. But I could see a volcanic explosion, but I don't think... I I don't don't understand tornado. No, that doesn't work. Well, I mean, through... Through through just like different aspects of like military testing and like bomb testing and bomb sites through through the decades, like you've seen, like how how you can like you can cause legitimate seismic interference in certain areas of the planet. And so, how do you fucking fabricate a tornado? You know what? They got all this technology. Maybe the mind control has just making it to where we don't believe that you can do that. Because we're stupid, so we're that's apes. what makes us easier we're to control. We're three people old. We're three people old and we're fucking apes. Uh, well, we're not fucking apes. Well, some people probably are. I don't know. Oh, um, there's a lot of bestiality. <laughs> there's a lot of people. Um, <laughs> all right. The full-blooded Anunnaki reptilians are what also believed. Five. Uh. <laughs> 
Uh, the full-blooded Anunnaki reptilians are also believed to be responsible for setting major terrorist attacks in motion, 9-11 being only one example. Um, when full-blooded members of the reptilian master race shift into their human form and spend time on the Earth's surface, humans with reptilian DNA in their blood are sometimes able to sense the full-blood reptilians' true identities when they encounter them. Those who have reptilian blood feel uh, they may feel fearful or uneasy for no apparent reason when they have any contact with a member of the master race. True believers in this conspiracy predict that the reptilians will eventually spend more time among us and keep occupying more positions of power until the human race bends completely to their control. Now, now I think it's real again because you're part reptilian and that's what you felt when you met Kevin Spacey. A hundred percent. Kevin Spacey is part of the reptilian master race. He's a member of the OG Anunnaki bloodline and is ultimately partly responsible for the overall mind control and uh, enslavement of the human race. I turned around. He was like, don't come over here. You're going to make me shift in my true form. You're, you're going to make me shift in my true gay child abusing reptilian form. <laughs> and so, oh, man. That's what it is. That makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, <laughs> this physical and mental control of the human population will only be strengthened as the reptilians continue to create hybrids to spread the Anunnaki bloodline further across the globe, such as people in positions of power like Kevin Spacey. It says that. I'm just kidding. It doesn't say that. Uh, <laughs> dude, if it said that, I'd lose my fucking mind. I'd turn the computer off and be like, I'm going to go to bed. We'll talk about this tomorrow, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm editing the story out. It's I don't want it to get out. Someone's gonna know. There's um, gonna be a knock on the house. There's gonna be a knock on the house and be like, "Excuse me, can you come with me, please, man?" Oh shit. Uh, number four. We're almost done. Thanks for sticking with us, guys. Number four. Reptilians can use stronger mind control on humans who have reptilian DNA. So they have well, an army. I know, that doesn't make sense to me. Well, yeah, it doesn't mean that they can. They 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 can have an army. No, 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 no. The degree over which, how much power they can have on the type of mind control they have over a being doesn't make sense to me if you're, if you have part of that bloodline. You didn't watch the stream. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, again. So they're saying that because, okay, so because they have the bloodline. It's saying, like a hive. It, it's it's, it's like, like a hive, hive mind. Hive okay, mind, that yeah. makes sense. All right, I get it. All right, we're back in, guys. <laughs> if you think reptilian DNA will give you cool superpowers, think again. If you have it, you're most likely doomed to enslavement by the full-blooded master race. The only reason you were either born or engineered as a crossbreed is to further those plans. The more reptilian DNA in your blood, the easier it is for them to make telepathic connections with your mind without your conscious knowledge. High-ranking national leaders and corporate executives are some of the likeliest suspects to have reptilian DNA in their blood. Whether you were born with reptilian DNA or were taken away to have your human DNA fused with it, you may start feeling a sense of isolation from the rest of the human race. Those who belong to the reptilian bloodline often feel a profound sense of concern for the ultimate fate of the planet, which is completely understandable given the plans of the full-blooded reptilian race. So now you're saying that, that there's this there's this like moral divisiveness in the reptilian bloodline and like you're only really wanting to like fuck over the whole human race if you're a full reptilian bloodline but if you're a crossbreed then you still like care and you're like oh well but like this is wrong i guess i don't know yeah that's kind of like the death eaters yeah i'm back in all right <laughs> number three this is gonna be amazing 
Uh, <laughs> reptilians are the real founders of every secret society. All of them. <laughs> Illuminati, Freemasons. Yeah. Which two organizations I would probably have no part being a part of. I mean, no problem being a part of. Yeah. You know you can be a part of Freemasons here. Well, it's... No, I know. Like, it takes it's it takes some doing. What do you mean? It's like, well, my grandfather was a Mason. So, right. like, if you have, like, family that were in it... You can it, go to, like, Masonic things. No, you have to, like, apply. It's a process to, like, be accepted into the Freemasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, dude, I went to the Masonic Lodge a couple of years ago in, in Philly, and it's one of the most unbelievably beautiful things I've ever seen you in You want to go to life. Masonic Lodge here? Yeah, let's do it. Let's I'm do super it. down. I got invited. Dude, let's go. Let's go. Um, so, am I allowed to say that? Yeah, you are. Yeah, let's talk about the, Ma- the Freemasons on the next episode because there's some shit that Amanda and I have 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 seen and read about. That's like you saw the uh, the Freemasons on Netflix. Yeah. yeah. What the fuck is that about? No, next episode. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. So. Exclusive secret societies such as the Illuminati have been subjects of mystery for centuries. The lore created about them is made up to disguise the fact that all of them originate with the reptilians. Gatherings of members have long been reported to include rituals of blood drinking, sex orgies. What other kinds of orgies are there? Are there like fucking like death orgies? Death orgies? Brain eating orgies? Well, is orgy an inherently sexual term though? So isn't that like a redundant statement? Like sex orgy? Can you just say orgy? You're reading a conspiracy about reptiles. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure it might be written the most eloquently. That's fair point. It's on the internet, though. Um, you just answered your own question by saying that. <laughs> uh, sex orgies, cannibalism, and even sacrifices of animals or children in exchange for more illusions of power that only the master reptilian race can give. Probably the most notorious of these secret ritual meetings takes place every summer at Bohemian Grove in Northern California. The rites of blood sacrifice are reportedly to satisfy reptilian appetites that are understandably kept hidden from the public eye. The exclusive club of some name, oh, the exclusive club of the same name can be joined by invitation only, and even guests at the Bohemian Grove camp must go through a strict screening process. Members include high-ranking Wall Street bankers, corporate CEOs, and former U.S. presidents. You know, here's the problem I have with this that I think is a very legitimate concern. Let's take away the ridiculous, like the ridiculous. Why do I keep saying ridiculous? Uh, it's a great name, though. Ridiculous. You should use that. Let's make an app called the Ridiculous. And we're going to disclose no further details at this time <laughs> about the ridiculous. No. All right. I'm going to try again. Let's take away the ridiculous subject matter and content of this article just for a second and let's just talk about conspiracy theories which this way way is this way it's got legs i now know there are a lot of people that are like very into this and uh in think of any conspiracy theory any one of them okay and let's talk about the people that are on the side of the conspiracy theory that are trying to uh, prove, you know, what they think the truth is about whatever you're talking about. And every single one of them, like they name names because they're trying to call people out because they're trying to get legitimate proof on the table for what's happening. 
Like they're calling people out. They're like, that fucking guy from this organization, this senator, this politician, this CEO, this investor, this whatever, anybody. Like this Kyle Perrin. Yeah, this Kyle Blaine Perrin. They fucking name people. Like they're, you know what I mean? Like let's just look at the 9-11 conspiracy theories. I mean, they're literally calling people out name for name and saying that you were responsible for certain things. They've tied all these things together, whether you believe in that or not. Like they've they 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 draw a lot of um, correlations between what they believe happened and legitimate people. Totally, they're called. Why aren't any of like in this reptilian thing? Like, why aren't they calling any of these people out? Like, maybe, I guess maybe in other articles. I guess because we're reading an article in favor of it and it's explaining it. So like, they probably wouldn't want to reveal people. <laughs> but like. I'm gonna have to do some more I research. I want to do some more research because I want to find. Because to me, who are the people that they think are reptilians? You know what? Your conspiracy is not legitimate to me unless there's someone on the other side of it that's naming fucking people. John like, Travolta by first and last name, saying like "fuck you" for what you did. We're gonna put all this truth out there. You know what I mean? And yeah, John Travolta is an insane person. Like, dude, he's like way. Wait, who's who's the way, guy way, in Braveheart? Way, 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 way. Oh, Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson. He's also crazy for different reasons. Um, uh, yeah, Braveheart aside, and maybe What Women Want. Oh, I really liked that movie. Um, and Lethal Weapon. And Lethal Weapon. But he anything they're else? remaking. Oh yeah, the, all the rest of the Lethal Weapons. Yeah, but was there, any, <laughs> was there anything else? To no, dude, have? he was in a bunch of shit. Like he was in Signs uh, mm. in that show on uh, him and Walking Phoenix, and. Um, Joker, Walking Phoenix. They're oh making it. Yeah, no. Uh, they're making a remake of what women want called "What Men Want." It's gonna be awful. It's gonna be awful. Anyway, I want to hear more about reptilians. Me too. Uh, what are we at? Number two. How far are we in? I don't care, dude. We're like almost an hour and a half in. I don't give a shit. Uh, Everyone that's still listening, you just want Kyle to keep talking. You, Hi. yeah, I've sucked you in at this point. Um, if you're still listening, that's now proof to me that I could start my own conspiracy theory group and you're I the first you were about member. To say I could start my own podcast and fuck Matt. <laughs> <laughs> no, I could start my own group. I could start my own cult. I now have a direct in to my first followers. People are still with me. We're one paragraph away from reaching point number two. Uh, we're still talking about the ceremonies um, at the uh, at the uh, uh, at the Bohemian Grove. In North Carolina. So security is very tight around ceremonies and rituals taking place at Bohemian Grove, leaving outsiders with much reason for curiosity and suspicion. A brave few people have attempted to sneak out hidden videos of these secret rituals, but the poor quality of the footage has raised more questions than answers. The conspiracy theories surrounding Bohemian Grove Desert is a list all on their own. I fucking bet it is. Um... They've like indexed a lot of these statements too with like uh, hyperlinks to like all these separate articles. Oh, so it's like, I'm going to go. You, you can K hole real easy. <laughs> <laughs> Just ruin the rest of my night. Like, uh, you remember like in um, the Joe Rogan uh, Strange Times, he goes like, it was like 2 a.m. and I could have like put the laptop away. Oh, click, yeah, yeah, yeah. Click, click vegan cat food. No, vegan cat. <laughs> yeah. yeah, hashtag vegan cat. And he, and he clicked, he's like, it was, bad. It was a mistake. <laughs> Dude, yeah. <laughs> You're about to vegan cat right now. Fuck vegan cat people, by the way. Uh, number two. 
Which, by the way, that sounds harsh to say. It's not as like humanitarian as you think it is. Look up vegan cat. It's fucked up. It's really yeah, no, fucked no, up. It, it, it's not humanitarian. You're like you're it's like, anti-human. It's the opposite of being yeah, humanitarian. You're like, like you're like cats do not have the same resp- <laughs> digestive system as us. They need meat. A hundred thousand percent. Uh, anyway, uh, number two, reptilians shapeshift into any human form. I, just, I, I have one follow-up question. <laughs> <laughs> Which is how many different human forms are there? There's only one human form. That's, That's human. That's not true. That's human. That's not true. You've not met Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> I've met uh, Shaquille O'Neal. He's barely the same species. That's true. I'm 6'2", and if I met someone whose dick was at my eye, I would be like, you're not a human. Yeah. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. All right. So, <laughs> reptilian shapeshift into any human form, including... But not limited to Shaquille O'Neal. Not always staying in their subterranean cities, reptilians easily assume the form of humans to further infiltrate and influence the state of our world, naturally. Uh, Whether only full-blood reptilians can shapeshift is open to debate among conspiracy believers. Some report that crossbreeds are also capable of it. Reptilian conspiracy theorists have also posted countless videos of supposed quote-unquote slips in a reptilian's human disguises caught on camera. Oh, there's a hyperlink to that. I'm definitely going to look that up. Uh, Many of these clips are of popular celebrities, which leads skeptics to easily dismiss them as mere dislike or or disapproval of the celebrity on the part of the conspiracy theorists. Other reptilian believers don't like or approve of these quote-unquote slips of disguise videos because they believe this material gives the reptilian conspiracy less credibility. A few have voiced that posting these videos makes reptilian believers as a whole look ridiculous. I don't think they need any fucking help looking ridiculous. (laughs) Like, if you're saying, like... God damn it. This whole thing was bulletproof. This whole thing was bulletproof until you posted the video of Jonah Hill kind of looking like a lizard. Now we're all fucked and no one's going to believe our theory. Like, come on. That's not is what's happening here. They have looked ridiculous from the start. You know, you know what's really funny? I don't know that much about this conspiracy theory, and we need to look this up for next episode. But I just thought about this. I don't think in anything that I've read about the reptilian conspiracy theory do they mention Godzilla being like (laughs) the king of the reptiles you have like the number one reptile (laughs) in the world where people already half believe it's a real animal no 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 here's what it is here's what it is it's just fan art (laughs) Godzilla is just like the ultimate ultimate cultural (laughs) tribute to to the uh the premeditated dominance of the reptilian race. That's all it is. That's all it is. Um, <laughs> uh, we're almost to point number one. To a neutral viewer, these slips simply appear as shifts in the lighting, abrupt changes in facial expressions, or other mundane occurrences. You know what? That was a seemingly intimate, or not intimate, that was a seemingly innocent statement just following up the ridiculous paragraph that we just read, but I have a huge issue with that sentence that I just read. I'm going to read it again. I'm going to see if you can guess what I have a problem with. The sentence says, to a neutral viewer, these slips simply appear as shifts in the lighting, abrupt changes in facial expressions, or other mundane occurrences. That's like, yeah, I, I don't even, I don't even get it. Okay. Here's my problem is they're assuming that there are people that are neutral on the issue of the reptilian conspiracy <laughs> master race. Who the fuck hears about 
a conspiracy like this and goes, mm, I don't know, maybe, and then goes on about their day. There's not one person on this planet that isn't polarized by this issue. You either very, very for it and you're a fucking psychopath or you are normal and you go, there's no fucking way people are lizards. There's no one in the middle of this, of this, not a single one, not a single one. I will, I will give you and, and one viewer slash listener a PayPal you 20 bucks each if you can legitimately give me a credible source of someone who is unbiased about the reptilian conspiracy and just goes, eh, people believe what they want to believe. But by the way, that statement doesn't mean that it's unbiased. That just means you respect them enough to not tell them how fucking crazy you think they are. So... There's no one that's in the middle of this. There's nobody that's like, ah, eh, reptiles, whatever. Yeah, because, I mean, I mean, here's the reality. An alien could drop down tomorrow, and I'll still think this is ridiculous. Exactly. <laughs> and so here's the thing. You know what? And here, this is also my opinion on neutrality. It's not just that you don't care, because you could argue that people are neutral on an issue if they don't care about it. I actually don't think you're neutral on an issue if you don't care about it. I think that you can legitimately only truly be neutral on an issue if you understand and comprehend both sides. Because you're not neutral if you don't get it. And, and I, I would argue that I don't know how many people are truly neutral about anything. That's what I'm saying. It's not that. That's just not the way that people were operate. But yeah, yeah, it's like that's not human nature. It's supposed to be neutral. It, about that. It's more likely that you just don't care. Exactly. Like, like you have a position. Exactly. And you just don't have the energy to care about that position. Right. And so I, I don't think that. A lack of care is neutrality. I think it's a lack of care. I agree with that. I think it's a lack of care, you know? And so I think that in order to be neutral, you need to understand both sides so that you can um, form an educated opinion, which you are now saying, I understand both sides and I don't care now because I understand it. I am neutral. I could see it going either way. You know yeah, what I mean? Totally. Like that to me is what being neutral is, is being like on any given day, I could be pulled to either side. And people who don't care aren't going to be swayed by any one on either side. You know what I mean? And so it's like, they just don't give a shit, you know? You, you know what I'm more excited about right now? Uh, point number one. Yeah, here it is. What is their number one point? Um, Number one, knowledge of the reptilians will be their defeat. Then why the fuck are you having a huge and widely published article detailing their existence and the how they operate? It was number one on Google. <laughs> If you're saying that the biggest point of this conspiracy is that it will be undone if we know about it, why is there a website defending and proliferating its existence through evidential claims and substantiated proof? Why would you do that? Because they just inceptioned you. If I don't want... They if, planted the idea. <laughs> if I... It's just all they need to do is plant the idea. You're going to go to bed thinking about reptiles. Dude, dude here's what I'm... Oh, you're 100% right. <laughs> You're 100% right. Because I'm a fucking idiot. That's why I'm going to go to bed thinking about reptiles. Because I'm fucking stupid. That's why. That's why I'm not going to be able to move on from this. Because I'm a fucking moron. But you know what? Here's where that point falls apart to me. Knowledge of the reptilians will be their defeat. Let's pretend that me, Kyle, I'm an individual. And so far, I have only lived in an underground you know, abandoned fallout shelter and no one knows that I've been there. And I believe that if someone found out that I existed, that my life would be over. I would die. 
Let's just say that that's the premise of what's going on here. And then I go online and I write a fucking article telling everyone about what I look like, how I act, what my preferences are, what my motives and intentions are for moving through and navigating this life, my ultimate plans are for my and your collective existence. What fucking sense does that make? That's ridiculous. Could just be like Mariano Rivera. <laughs> I'm no gonna tell way, you. Dude. I'm gonna tell you no where I'm gonna way. throw the ball. I'm gonna tell you how I'm gonna throw the ball. Still not gonna hit it. Exactly. You know what? This they're hiding in plain sight. That's what I've decided. That's what I've decided. They're hiding in plain sight. Godzilla is real, and because he's so, so it's not fan it's art. because it's such a ridiculous concept. People aren't gonna believe it. It's the perfect disguise, and it also mm. probably is fan art because they can still you know like give shout outs and be like yo. This is dope. But what's it say? All right. All right. So point number one is three short paragraphs. David Icke writes in several books that reptilians' ultimate goal is to enslave the human race physically and mentally. Despite their powers, reptilians aren't invincible. Oh, it's the first negative thing they've said about them. Uh, the more knowledge we humans have, the better we'll be able to recognize signs of them among us and see the truth behind the false reality. So the entire article from points 10 to points two, we have nine points so far that to me, Maybe I'm remembering something. Maybe I've been swept up in just the fact that I think this whole thing is preposterous. But so far, it hasn't sounded like this article is against reptilians. Now, to be fair, it doesn't sound overtly for reptilians. It's just been overall informative mm. about it. But they haven't said anything negative about reptilians. Until now. Until now. So maybe this article isn't as biased as I thought it was. Um when the reptilians are defeated in a distant future, why can't it be a near future? Why can't, like, you know, like next year? You know what I mean? Uh, when the reptilians are defeated in a distant future, the human race will rise to a higher level of spiritual consciousness. Ike draws from several aspects of New Age philosophy to make oneself more receptive to this knowledge. His longtime practices have included balancing of the body's chakras, uh, which is a centuries-old meditative technique that has also been proven to work psychologically and mentally, by the way. You should look into that because meditating is incredible. Um, uh, the drawing on crystal energies, which also has gained a lot of traction, um, not irrelevant, and the drinking of hallucinogenic ayahuasca, which sounds dope. Uh, I'm down. Super down to you. Um, I only want to do it if you can, right, hang on, this is one more sentence. Um, despite being the object of ridicule from the mainstream media and even from other conspiracy mainstream. theorists, mainstream media, uh, David Icke maintains a loyal and growing following to this day. <laughs> so I only want to do ayahuasca, by the way, if you go to South America and with and, a shaman, with a shaman, I'm in. like full on religious experience. You know that like I it's in Brazil. Yes, yeah, I know your mom still lives in Brazil. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I have a Brazilian passport. Yeah, yeah. So, so dude, we can go. go to the Amazon. I have a shill at airline miles. I'm down. <laughs> dude, let's do it. I don't think Amanda's fully on board, but also I've talked We can leave Alexis here with Amanda. But I've, <laughs> they could be a support group. Uh, and be like, Kyle well, and Matt are going to go hallucinate so, so, in the jungle for four hours and pee on each other and I, I cry. I want to tell you the whole uh, story, but I took shrooms once. Uh, Not good. Not good? Oh, no. That's for next episode. Okay, we'll talk about drug use next episode and how, you know, you know, we're going to- Eye-opening. How eye-opening it could be. Uh, or not. I'm not going to openly endorse drug use. I'm going to um, openly endorse the fact that you should re-listen to this last 45 minutes on mushrooms. <laughs> or at the very least, a lot of marijuana. At the very least, a lot of marijuana. Um, you know, because I need you to just listen to this and just accept the fact that it exists. I don't, if you get drunk, you're going to be too confrontational like halfway through. Like, it's not going to break your TV. <laughs> it's like, you're going to be like, Damn it! Like, you're gonna be listening to this and break to. your TV. A hundred percent. 
So <laughs> this is the most ridiculous thing that I've read. Well, at least so far, at least this year, you know what I mean? Like we're only into January and this is already going to be at the top of the list of the weirdest shit that I've read. I can't believe, first of all, that I didn't know that this was a thing. Mm -hmm. But also it's not surprising because like, I'm again, like I don't really subscribe to, to conspiracy theories especially to the to the point that I am like online researching like oh, people think I'm like an, so like I'm an idiot. Like, I'm not oh well I didn't say that but I'm saying I, like, I'm saying that. <laughs> no I'm not myself I didn't say I wasn't an idiot <laughs> I just said that I don't really subscribe to conspiracy theories um Did I watch all the conspiracy theory documentaries You know I've watched a large number of them just out of sheer and i've watched every curiosity. episode of the 11 seasons of ancient aliens Oh yeah so i know a lot about the anunnaki dude uh Man, that's insane. I feel like we should let people go. This is too... I can't... I My brain's broken now, and I just don't know if I can think any more beyond this. Yeah. Unless you have something else you want to talk about. No, I, I, I just hope everybody can spend the rest of their week researching more about the Anunnaki. Maybe... Right, right maybe, in. Yeah, I mean, write in, email, email hand, hand write... write Maybe right in blood if you are a reptilian. Right in blood. What color is the blood, though? I, I would love to see it. <laughs> what <laughs> I would, dude, if someone like mailed in like a blood letter that, that was like not, I would and, shit my pants. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't do another episode. First of all, <laughs> I'd be like, be done, um, dude. Oh, I do need to. I do need to uh, mention. Several episodes ago, we had. We were like, "Hey, let us know about um, like coffee suggestions, yes. whatever." We had someone write in and and, and tell us about uh, a brand of coffee yes. that they like. We said we were yes. going to order it when we try it. We haven't done that yet. We're one hundred percent going to do it. We haven't forgotten. But I said that I would uh, talk about that person, and I forgot in, in the following episode. So, like, I want to bring it all the way back around. She reached out again. Um, she is one of like my oldest childhood friends oh, from amazing. Oklahoma. Yeah. So she is one of the sweetest people on the planet. And she uh, messaged me uh, in response to me just fucking berating people who take toddlers to movies. <laughs> she reached out and she was like, she was like, Hey, I love the podcast. I think you guys are like super funny. My husband and I take our two year old to the movies. <laughs> 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 I immediately was like, oh shit, I went too far. No, you didn't. No, I didn't, first of all. But, but she, she's a reptilian. <laughs> Dude. Um, no, she was like, I'm real, sorry, you're a very nice person. No, she is. She's the sweetest. She's like, she was a champ about it too. She was like, hey, um, Dude, she she let me off the hook super hard. She could have she she, she could have came at me and rightfully so. She totally didn't. She was like, you know what? Like she was she. Oh, it was I couldn't believe how nice she was about. Did she, she was defend like, it? no. Well, because she was like, hey, like I totally understand everyone's uh, different, but like this is what worked for me and my husband. So like maybe you and Amanda could try this with Ellis. Like we kind of started weaning him into Pixar at home and then around whenever he was two, um, once we realized that he could kind of stay engaged with a full movie at home, we decided to try taking him and like we, you know, like pick the right movie and stuff like that. And like he has a really good time and he likes it, but everyone's different. And so like I just, right, you know, like, I just want to tell you about my experience. What you were talking about. No, that's not what I was talking about. Right. But like I, I get that 
that, that that's responsible but parenting. That's an extremely relevant point under the umbrella of what I was talking totally. about, though. I'm well, super glad see, that she I reached out. You're talking about the people that I hate, which are the ones that bring screaming babies. Oh, into, yeah. Not, not the parent that's like, is my child ready for the movie yet? Well, brings him and he starts crying like, Ooh, not like, yet. Nope, we gotta leave. Well, because what she's essentially talking about, she basically field tested her. Yeah, kid she's on a Pixar gangster. movies at home. Is she a scientist? Oh, she well, she is with her child's reactions <laughs> I mean, to she movies. Basically, uh, she basically taught him how to ride a bicycle with training wheels. Exactly. Yeah, it's like, hey, like watch these movies at home. Once we feel like you got to the point you can sit through one, we'll start taking you to the theater, and it can be like a fun family thing. And she, and so it's like she's super sweet. So. Uh, I fully expect her to to keep reaching out with like opinions about stuff. I love it. I, I think love it's the that. best thing in the world. More people should send us opinions. I want the negative ones though. <laughs> <laughs> super super bad because I there is no You're way. There's no way. Uh Yes. So, <laughs> uh, no, I'm a sadomasochist. Fuck me. Fuck you. Fuck everybody. Um, no, there's no way that you know me or even know of me and have heard anything that I've said and, again, are neutral on the things that come out of my mouth. I feel like I'm living proof of the fact that you can't have a conversation with me and be indifferent about what I say and my opinions. You either agree with me or you really fucking don't. And so I want the chance to, to be able to have someone call me out on something that I'm saying and then in real time on the podcast go through what they're talking about and and prove to myself either why I still believe I'm right or to have my line of thinking changed. Because I at the end it. of the day, I really like being challenged because if I find out that I am wrong and I need to change or evolve my way of thinking or my perspective, I'm only going to get better through that and I'm going to grow through totally. that and then someone else upheld what I believe is a social responsibility of reaching out and saying like hey I actually think that it's this here's why here's my case and then I and then I come to find out that like I maybe there's things that I didn't understand about it and I, I should change that I love it having said that fuck you I'm not going to be wrong right in I'll prove you wrong on air Thanks, guys. Love, I love you, you all. all. Have a great week. I hope you guys enjoy good coffee. Again, the shop from today was this spot called Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> Don't, forget to <laughs> Don't forget to follow us on Patreon and to uh, write to Kyle and tell him much, how much he sucks. That's the rules.